Hi everyone, this is Josh, the DM. Welcome to Nerdy People Play Dungeons & Dragons, part of the Nerdy Things Podcast. I'm Tyler from the Talking Fail and the Discographers Podcasts. I'm playing the Human Ranger, Aiden Hobbs. Hi, I'm Ethan, and I'm playing Gary the Monk. I'm Crystal from Board Game Blitz, and I'm playing Amethysia, the Half-Elf Bard. Everyone, welcome to Nerdy People Play Dungeons and & Dragons, and that won't make it into the podcast. Who am I kidding? It totally will. Um, with me, as always, are my three favorite people to play Dungeons & Dragons with, and no one else at all, not even slightly. How are we doing? <laughs> we're doing good. <laughs> I think we're, we're ready to do some dungeoning and dragoning. Excellent. So when we last left our brave ensemble of heroes, they were making their way down a road to the town of Baudelaire, driving a wagon. The road leads your party around a hill and then to the town of Baudelaire. Mountains frame the town from the north and a bridge crosses a large river into the town itself. The nearby alpine climate leads a chill to the air and your party can see the smoke from several chimneys curling into the air. You can see several large buildings poking above the wall. Poking above the wall. Gosh darn it, guy. Including a church of Chanet, and what you assume is the house of the local lord. The road leads to a wooden gate set into a stone wall. A watchtower and guards are stationed at the entrance of the town. Um, as this is really just kind of mid-morning, there's no wait really to get into the town. So you guys are able just to, you know, just trundle straight up. Is there anyone, like, standing at the gate? Do we um, just sort of nod to? Yeah, there's a guard. He, he just like... stands out, puts a hand up. Uh, that, that'll be three silver for the road toll, please. All right, I'll hand him three silver. And we've got so much silver. We have so much of everything. I'm like, whatever, make it rain. <laughs> we, don't, we don't tell him that we have so No, much. I didn't say that out <laughs> That's part of the meta. Not, no okay. money discussions ever happen out loud. So, uh, you guys merchants or something? Sure. All right. Well, um, have you been here before? Uh, no. Any cool inns around? Um, there's a couple, but you should really avoid the lazy duck. It's it's Why it's a that? bit rough. A bit rough. What I mean, come on, that's that's pretty vague. What do you mean by rough? We're we're pretty tough customers. We you know, what are we in for if we go over there? I'm not gonna say that everyone in there is a criminal, but everyone in there's a criminal. Maybe one or two might not be. All right, so what else, what other inn is there in town? Um well we've got the Duke's head, which is pretty good. My brother in law owns that, and um they do the Best lamb stew this side of the river. What's your brother's name? Uh, his name is George. Well, well, if we head over there, we'll make sure to let him know that you sent us. Not a problem. All right, in you go, guys. Your party... It, it, I know, you guys did really well. <laughs> I was expecting something him? to happen. Don't set the guards on fire. Your party wanders down an almost maze-like network of laneways and alleys to reach the Lazy Duck. 
Several times the cobbles disappear and the road is heavy mud, making the way slow going on a narrow road. The inn itself is found nestled tightly between a blacksmith and a cooper's workshop, and little other than a sign out the front suggests it is an inn. It's an inn, but we don't know which inn. It, it, it says the Lazy Duck. Oh, the one that we're not supposed to go to. The, the one that he said, maybe avoid that place. It's a bit rough. It sounds like it's a wretched hive of scum and villainy. Oh, no. You should be I was cautious. like, who's going to do it? I was like, who's going to do it? One of you mongrels. Scruffy looking nerf herders. All of you. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Is there a place to park the wagon? Do we, do we yeah, yeah, there's like the a little, there's a little hitching post. So do we want to go in the lazy duck or do we want to go to the other end? I, I feel like he's pointing us toward the lazy duck, but it's dangerous. I mean, we have to go to the lazy duck. We were told to. I know. Yeah, I was just thinking. Mission. Yeah, but are we, like, do we need to rest up? Are we all rested up? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah. I oh, gave okay. myself my chi points back because I just imagined we would be. Okay. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. That's you, fine, you guys have had a few days on the road. I mean, you, you're kind of tired, cold, and, and sick of sleeping outside. Okay. As long as we've got all our stuff back, then I'm cool with it. Excellent. We will head inside the Lazy Duck after securing our wagon. Your party enters and you see a grinning halfling behind the counter and a much larger brass dragonborn asleep in a drunken stupor at a small table next to the door. The halfling waves. Hello there, my friends. What can I do for you here at the Lazy Duck? Well, we're, we've been traveling quite some time. Uh, we could use some food and perhaps a place to stay. Oh, that's no problem, right? You're, you, you sit yourselves down. Uh, have you got any bags to bring in? No, we just have the one bag. We keep it on us. So, now we're good. Excellent. As you guys are talking, the door slams open and a troop of six heavily armed and armored soldiers, each wearing the symbol of vengeance on their tabards, push their way into the bar. The leader speaks and draws a sword. Which one of you is the monk? I mean, that depends Huck on who's asking. Huckleup eases on... himself around the corner, holding a tankard full of ale. Gary, can you and Aiden give me perception rolls? Oh, come on, I'm proficient in perception. Are you? Okay, you can too. Yeah. I didn't Yay! know. Yay! I rolled a 12, so, and I'm plus 6 for perception, so 18. Oh, actually, Aiden and Gary, you guys notice this as well. You notice that this halfling has got bandages wrapped around his forearms, up onto his hands, and between his fingers. Jeez, I guess Zeno get at chopping up vegetables. It could be his not. He simply approaches the leader of the troop and says, Oh, oh wait, hey, my friend, I, I, I know the reputation this place has, right? But, you know, there's no need for violence here, right? Right, there's no monks, there's no monks here, no monkeys at all. You guys then hear the sound of a scrape, of a, the heavy scrape of a chair moving back, accompanied by the sound of a heavy door being closed and the bolt drawn. Huckle up, then grins, and splashes the tankard of ale into the face of the first soldier, and then leaps straight into an attack. And you guys, I'll need you to roll initiative as well. All right. Oh, it's not just dinner in the show? <laughs> It'll get that way. How is it they were asking after me? Like, what I do? Are they asking after you? So, Huckle Up, you guys can see, leaps in. His first attack does, like, it's, it's kind of like he's just flailing helplessly. He then 
spins and strikes the, the leading soldier straight in the well, straight where a halfling can reach at that height. As the man curves down, his eyes comically popping out of his face, Hucklop then leaps upwards and batters him again. So this soldier you guys watch just tumbles backwards. Hucklop lands and he's swaying as if he's had about three or four pints that are too many for him. See, he's also knows he's bad at chopping vegetables, but he's never heard of the phrase "don't get high off your own supply." <laughs> now, what did you guys roll for initiative? We all rolled pretty well, actually. You did, actually. Yeah. That's really good. I'm going to roll for the soldiers, and I'm going to give them disadvantage because they've just had a large drink splashed in their face. So they all rolled a twelve, and I'm going to put Huckle up at the start. So, Gary, you rolled really well. Uh, you had dex, right? Yes. 21. Anyone beat that? Nope. No. Okay. Uh, who was next? Not me, probably, based on dex no. rolls. That would be our newest oh, no, wait, cast member. Oh, wait, you're not with us yet. Are you, right, is, is Jesse... Oh, wait. I mean, is the person that's not here <laughs> here yet? Jesse, who is here? <laughs> I... Is next. So Val. Okay. Oh, oh, the dragonborn. Yeah, the, the dragonborn that's sitting at the table that we don't know. That's not a person. <laughs> well, whatever. I have an 18 with my adding my decks. So. Very good. Gary, it is your turn. Well, I mean, it's in our best interest for this Huckle Up fellow to make it through this, so. Yeah, I guess I'll help him. Oh, actually, the other thing is that guy has to take... He actually has to take a uh, constitution check, which he fails. So you guys see this soldier who's been forcibly thumped right between the legs and then elbowed straight in the face. He just goes over prone. So he is just like holding his head, wondering where the truck came from that just nailed him onto his ass. Well, okay. I don't want to attack that guy. I'll just attack the one next to him, who's probably like, wow, I didn't expect today to go like this. Okay. Get him. Uh, 13 plus uh, proficiencies is probably yep. a hit. That's a hit, yeah. Their the armor right. class is not amazing. That's right, this is a plus one quarter stuff, so I do... It is. Uh, 8 plus one plus dex, 13... Yep. And you're and gonna kung. Oh, you're gonna kung fu him. He's getting kung fu. Damn. Nice. So yeah, he's taking twenty-one damage. Very good. He is still standing, but not by a lot. I mean, you heard some bones crunch as you struck him, and and you can tell that something jagged and bony has gone into some vital organs. And it is now the turn of our. Newest cast member, Val. Are these lovely gentlemen, like, anything resembling a straight line in front of me? Like a nice cue? Yay, that's the kind of question I usually ask. <laughs> like, there, more, there is a straight line. Hucklop will not be happy if you burn his into the ground. Oh, oh pity. Which is usually the kind of answer that Which Christmas is usually is, what you guys do. <laughs> I'm usually like, get out the way! 
I mean, you're probably alcohol soaked yourself. I'm not sure you, you should risk this course of action. <laughs> you don't know me, man. This is like lighting your own fart on fire, but way worse. Uh, sure. So I guess I will just lay into the back of the line, whoever, yep. whatever baddie is standing there. Yes, and, say, and you will have advantage because you are attacking in the rear. That's what she said. Um, so I pull out Mortis, and I score a total of 22 with it. Okay. Very nice. Give me the... D oh, which one are you attacking? The the very whoever's in the back of the line, one of the okay. one so, of the so he'll be guys causing. Okay. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and use one of my maneuvers to activate trip attack. Mm -hmm. So, uh, so that's going to do a total of uh, 16 points of damage, and he needs to make a strength saving throw to remain standing. Uh, 14. Oh, meets it exactly. Oh well. Well, he's standing, but how much damage did you do to him? 16? Uh, 16. Nice. So, without any warning, a blade suddenly just erupts from this guy's lower belly. He looks down and sees the tip of Mortis protruding from him. And you guys are all somewhat shocked that the seemingly very drunk Dragonborn is up, about, and ready to kill. And Amy. All right. I am gonna just use my rapier for now. Oh wait, no, I'm gonna use my magic short sword. That's a hit. A Sixteen. W which one do you want to attack? Um, the one that was already mostly dead. Okay. That was nearby. Okay. Um. D six. Okay. Thank you. I was looking for it on my sheet. You're probably gonna kill him. In fact. I mean. Yeah. Oh, even with that. <laughs> So this guy had Gary's quarterstaff slammed straight into his sternum, followed by a palm straight in the same place. And as he reeled backwards, you've just come in from the flank, grabbed his neck and just gone. And he tumbles to the ground. Nice. Very nice. Aiden? Uh, so quick question. The, the guards, they're in armor. Are they, is it the same kind of armor that the gate guard had or is this a different no, sect? No, 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 This is different. Uh, um, the guy at the okay. gate was just wearing like shitty leather armor that, was, okay. that had obviously been handed down from a few generations. These guys are wearing like bright burnished steel breastplates with the symbol of vengeance, very prominent in the center. That okay. Seem to be working then, too well for him. Not at the moment, uh, no. And then, uh, so two of them are dead, and one of them one is, of them on is the dead. One of them is dead. Okay. One of them is dead. Um, all right. Well, then I'll. If there's a guy who's not yet been attacked, then I'll bow and arrow that guy. All right. I so close. That is definitely a hit. All right, and then it's not one a good hit. Plus two. Plus so plus five altogether. So. Six total. And Fluffy? He'll, he'll go for the same guy. Okay. She. She, she, she hits? <laughs> She's a D6, if I recall. Yeah, I think so. Oh, no, she 2D4. 2D4. Yeah, 2D4. That's... Very nice. So that's a further, I think, seven damage. And he has to make a strength saving throw as well, which he passes. Oh, very well. So... The two that are standing near Huckleup are going to attack him. 
Okay, one of them is probably, yes, one of them definitely does hit him. So he dodges to the side of one blade, but the other one he catches on the forearm, and you guys can see the blood welling in, in an open wound. And he takes eh, a little bit, a little bit of damage. He's right there. Um, Val, the one you attacked is going to turn around and, and try to get some, get some of his own back. Does a 16 hit you? No, it does not. Excellent. Gary, one is going to attack you, and Amethysia, one is going to attack you. So that is a 15 and an 11, which I know you guys by now, and I know those don't hit. So yeah. these guys have been taken by surprise, and they're, they're fumbling at their blades. They're just waving them wildly, and they have no idea what is going on. Hucklup grabs the one that he stunned, and because, actually he shouldn't have had an attack last turn, but because I'm going to say the guy's pro... <laughs> well, <laughs> you guys just see this halfling grab this guy's head, look at him sideways, and just wrench as the guy's head neck just twists. He then looks at the guy who stabbed him, looks at the arm, can your mother saw... I'll get a thump to stitch ya, Jimmy. And he leaps, he tumbles between his legs, Wait, what and then tumbles on? straight into a wall. <laughs> oh, oh my god, the half For those of you listening at home, double one. <laughs> Still rolling. Yes, he oh. does. He does. Thank you. Thank you, Jesse. Oh. Uh... <laughs> That's what he got. He got too cocky. He did. He, he tumbles straight into a wall. Uh, oh, yes, it is re-roll all ones. Thank you. Manages to kick himself back up, backflips, and still punches the guy straight in the kidneys. It was funnier when he rolled into the wall. It was very, It was much funnier. <laughs> the thing is, double ones on advantage with halflings is actually a pretty good thing because they get free re-rolls on both of them. So I know. Halflings are yeah. baller. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Halflings, man. Halfling Not to be messed cool. with. I'm just okay. going to bring out the fact that I was pretty sure Huckleup was Irish a moment ago, and then he turned Scottish. Is he Welsh next? Shut up. I don't know the difference <laughs> between those accents. So. Oh, I okay. can hear it. Gary, you notice Huckleup seems to blur as he attacks again, and while this attack doesn't hit, you can certainly recognize the flow of key in his body. Oh, God, I hope he's not one of those dragon guys. And it's your turn. Well, all right, uh... Where's the nearest one of these fellas who's still standing? Probably the one that attacked Amy. Wait, the one that attacked me was the one Huckleup just went for, right? Oh, yeah. I don't have to worry about him right now. Oh, no. <laughs> All right, the one that attacked Amy. Ooh, nice. Uh, All right. He's been proper walloped. Oh, he's... Oh, dang. <laughs> Ethan, you're on fire, dude. I can't see That's... what my 1d8 is. It didn't show. Seven. My no... My Slack has been doing the same thing. It'll show the first entry, but not the second one. There we one. go. Yeah. Yes. Okay, so that's All a right. 7 plus 4 for your decks and 1 for your quarter staff. So 12. Yeah. Yep. Nice. And then, uh, you know, uh, call it professional pride, but I'm also going to pop a chi point for double okay. kung fu. Double the kung fu. One of the kung fu. little fellow who beat me. <laughs> <laughs> one of the kung fu's hits. 
Oh, that's embarrassing. So you've come over the top with your quarterstaff, straight into the guy's collarbone. You've heard a snap as his left arm goes limp, and you just follow up by coming through with an elbow straight to the face. Well, there's another six damage, so yeah, that's all I that's got. That's nice. And Amy. That's me. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just going to use my rapier again. Your short sword? Short sword. Short sword. <laughs> Magic short sword. Well. Nice. Natural 20. These guys really did pick the wrong end. They picked the wrong fight to walk into. <laughs> uh, that's another D6. Thank you, Crystal. Oh, or Amy. I sort of like to imagine the guards watching. Like, I tried to warn all of these people. <laughs> Why does no one listen to me? It was a rough pub. <laughs> so, Amy, you've seen this guy just staggering away, and again, under Gary's vicious attack, he doesn't see you sidling up and just straight up under the ribs. You, you, the tip of your blade just pierces his heart. You withdraw, and he just crumples to the floor again. And he is dead, leaving only three guards and an Aiden and a... Fl- oh, Val! Yes, sorry. Val, this is Josh's proud tradition of not knowing what the hell he's doing. <laughs> but but it's chaos, and it's all right. Okay, okay. Uh, that's a good point. I was contemplating. Uh, okay. the, the one I stuck before, is he still standing? He is still standing. Maybe not for very oh. much longer. Now I'm going to take another uh, slash at him with Mortis and see what happens. Lovely. And, oh, wow. So that's a lot. Uh, 24. Yep, that's definitely a hit. And waiting. And... 5 plus... 7. So 12 points to him. How do you have plus 7? 18 <laughs> strength for 4. Uh, dueling uh, weapon style for plus 2. Uh, so there's 6 and plus 1 for the weapon. Seven. Thank you. Uh, Josh yeah. can't do math. So, that's all right. He lunged at you clumsily, and you just kind of stepped aside and simply slashed upwards. He didn't know... I mean, it was one of those moments in anime where he just kind of looks at you, and then his head just slides slightly sideways. And you just shake the blood off Mortis, spin it around, back in the sheath. Or maybe not, because there's still two of them alive. Oh, yeah. I want to be ready. Fluffy? Um, I'm just going to look at those two guys and be like, all right, so uh, I think it's time for you guys to leave because um, we're just going to keep killing you all. And uh, I'll lean over the bar and grab a bottle of alcohol. Nice. Okay, g- give, me a, give me a persuasion. They are not persuaded. What? We'll die before we surrender, you heretics. Uh, all right, well, you gave them a chance. All right, and then Fluffy attacks the one who just said, uh, called us a heretics. Okay, that seems fair. 16 plus... Yep, that's a hit. Well, you know what they say, talk shit, prepare for impending violence. And then five for so damage. Seven. And he yeah, so... All. So Fluffy jumps up, grabs his wrist, and just tears at the flesh. We'll never surrender to you, heretic! <laughs> And it is their turn. The one being savaged by Fluffy will attack Fluffy and oh, drops animal. his blade. 
<laughs> so clearly she has locked fangs around his hand and the, the sword just falls from unfeeling fingers as he just flails at her with his shield but does nothing in the grand scheme of things. The last one will attack Huckalop. Are you kidding me? Another one. Uh, two ones in a row. No, you like in just in. I've rolled five ball. ones. Can I'm I interest really you? In... You're not on our team, Josh. Can I, <laughs> can I interest you in a Star Trek game? Because you're you're rolling aces there, man. Oh, yeah. Engage. Star Trek That's amazing. Okay, so. It's a double success if you roll ones in that game. <laughs> this guy lunges towards Huckleup, bearing down on him. The halfling merely just kind of steps slightly to the side and yanks the guy's sleeve forcing him to stab his friend straight in the lower belly. Oof. Wow. Oh, no. So much his, embarrassing. His friend just, like, looks at him like, why? So Aww. he's having he's having a bad day. I mean, he's been mauled by a wolf, his friend just stabbed him, and now he's going to watch his friend have the crap beaten out of him by a halfling. So Hucklop is able to jump up, and just starts punching this guy straight in the back of the head. Gives him another one. As he's punching him straight in the head, he, he just, it just goes straight into the breastplate. There is a comical bong sound, and you guys see Hucklop shaking his knuckles. <laughs> Gary, you recognize the flow of key as Hucklop expends another point and manages to actually hit him this time. And that was actually enough. He'd been worn down. So... There is a deliberate crack as Huckleup's tiny fist crunches straight into the back of this guy's skull and he just falls limp face down. This last guy left is just looking around in fear and terror. Royt, you, pajamas, finish him off. And Gary, it's your turn. I mean, that hurts. Well, my self-esteem is so badly damaged, <laughs> my quarter staff just can't hit me. I mean... To be honest, there's a lot happening around this guy, but you kung fu him very successfully. No, not very painfully. It's enough. So you manage to step in and just knife hand straight into the throat, and this guy just falls, his eyes bulging as he just can't draw another breath. And we are out of initiative. Each of you get 200 XP. That was easy. Okay. Where we at? That means 55, 75. Mm -hmm. Yep. Hucklop looks around with a level of distaste. Ugh, what a mess. Right, Val, you and Woodsy here, and he points at Aiden, get these bodies down into the cellar. I'll sort that out later. Pajamas. Right, they had horses or something at the front. I know what you are. Can you move them around the back, right, without everyone seeing you? Can you do that? And, and, and you um, sit down and tell old Uncle Hucklop what exactly happened. Wait, who did he say that one, that one yeah. to? Amy. He's not going to oh. ask the lady to do physical labor. <laughs> I start dragging bodies because that's what I'm designed to do. <laughs> You're dragging bodies? That's right. Oh, my gosh. <sighs> <laughs> that was a good thought. I just sigh and start dragging a dead guy. <laughs> you kind of give, right. you, you kinda give Val a look. Get used to this. I'll get the horses and just underneath my breath and like pajamas. Like, what does he mean? So, from from what we were told, do we 
this is sorry, this is outside. I'm not saying this out loud. My guess, yeah, my yeah, character. Yeah. Like we th we assume that Huckle Up is a good guy, from what we know. Or he is the halfling that you assume at this point uh, that Zephrinius told you about, who is the bartender okay. of the Lazy Duck. Okay, so we we okay, so we we know we think that he knows Zephrinius. That's we you assume suspect that at the moment. Okay. Okay. Um, Gary, can you give me a perception and then a stealth roll if you're wanting to do things like quiet like? Uh, sure, why not? Well, I don't see nothing. And I don't think I stealth nothing either. <laughs> Man, that pajamas put down really just. <laughs> it's just pouring into your self esteem and you're just. <laughs> Okay. Let out a stifling sob. Amy, Hucklup pours you a, a glass of wine, puts it on a table, and just kind of sits himself. Right. Is there a reason I shouldn't make you and your friends join them boyos downstairs now? Well, first off, I'd say that that wouldn't be very valuable because you've seen what we can do and we were also on your side. So that mm. just seems silly to me. Like, Did, if we wanted to hurt you, we would have done that already. His <laughs> eyebrows go up. La listen, if someone wants to hurt me, they're more than welcome to try. Well, we don't want to hurt you, and we haven't tried, so the fact that you're being rude to me right now isn't very nice. He's smiling. <laughs> I wouldn't call this rude. Just a, a subvertent level of survival. You know, um, I, I can understand why you would be hesitant to trust anybody, especially in a place like this with people like that around. But uh, please trust me when I say that we, we bear you no ill will. Good to know that. Aiden, yes, uh, to your written question, you can loot yes. the bodies. There's, they've got about, between them, like, say, 12 gold pieces and 15 silver pieces. So, I mean, they really only had enough to keep them going. Gary, as you move the horses, you realize, that, I mean, they've got saddlebags and they do have provisions and rations and all those things. And they, these are good horses, but they do show signs of being ridden very, very hard. Well, that sucks. Uh, but, you know, um, I still got to move them where they got to go, mm -hmm. which is, where did you tell me to move them behind the end? Yeah, Just around the back. Yeah, there's a small stable there, and you're able to fit them all in. I'll take you to the glue factory later. We, we got to just, what are we going to do okay. with these horses? Good point. Um, Val, you and Aiden come back up from the cellar. I mean, it only took you a few minutes to drag these and just chuck them down the stairs. Right. Um, no, lads, this lady here says you're not here to do me any harm, which is refreshing, because you've seen what I do to people who try to bring me harm. Val and I have a couple of basic rules about this place. If you come in and you're followed by half a dozen guys, that's not good for business. So I need to know, why would these guys be following you? And what in the name of all the layers of hell are you doing bringing them to me? Well, I would say, first off, we don't even know that they were following us. For all we know, they were coming after you. Yeah, you're the. You did technically throw the first punch there, mate. I saw it and everything. Fine point. Fine point. But I've asked who sent you. He cracked his knuckles. Oh, I don't like asking more than you know twice. Sort of whisper over to Aiden. Hey, did the tell us that we need to use some kind of code phrase? 
Uh, I don't. I don't remember. Wait, I don't remember. Did you say Zephrinius? I didn't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Show me your wagon. Yeah, it's over there. <laughs> it's over there. Band aid hands. <laughs> <laughs> right. I wish the people listening to the audio podcast can see Josh's face. It was the face of affront. <laughs> he gives you a look that says, "We're going to have a talk about this much later. You're not going to like it." Oh, I like this place. inn. This is a fun place. <laughs> yeah, and we haven't had to burn it down. Don't you and dare. Whilst, and whilst <laughs> yeah. we're walking over to the He wagon, comes back gonna... in in a few moments, looking at the scroll, reads it, looks at you, reads it again, like really closely, looks at you again, looks somewhat dejected. Right. Zaf says, despite everything else, you guys can follow basic instructions most of the time. So I have a little job for you to show that you can maybe follow them once or twice. Now, I'd like to help you. Zeph has said to help you, but I've, I need you guys to go and get my driver. I'm out of wine, you see, and not just the stuff you've brought. He's late. I need that delivery. Now, what I'm going to do is I'll draw you a map of the route he takes. You take Val here with you, and you find that wagon for me. I need the wagon, you understand? Bring back the wine, that, that's, that's nice, but I need me the wagon. I mean, All that right. seems simple enough. How long has he been missing? Look, if you were a day late, I'd assume he'd got drunk or, tr or maybe bad weather. Two days, I'd start assuming that he'd broken down somewhere. Three days, I assume he's dead or in jail. So what makes you think the wagon is even recoverable? I don't know. If well, I were a mage, yeah. I wouldn't be working in this shitty place. Right, but here's the deal. You're tasking us with this thing that might be impossible as a means to prove ourselves to you. And yeah. if, if the wagon is gone, then, then what? We'll take the job. Then we'll see what happens. He <laughs> smiles at you and hands you a foaming tankard of ale, Aiden. I like your attitude, mister. Look, think of it and this I just, way. I just we... snarl and swig down the rest of my glass of wine in one fell swoop. <laughs> Gary, can you give me a perception again? Look, if we find the wagon, guys, I'm pretty sure we can just take all the wine and then be like, no, we didn't find it. All the, the wine was all missing. Okay. Gary. I do like wine. You have finally figured out what is up with his halfling. He, like you, is a monk. He, however, oh, really? is of a very different school. He is not the, the, the one that doesn't like you guys. These guys are known as the hey, school of the joyful brawler. Well, all right. That makes sense. Right. You guys can stay here tonight. Well, we appreciate that. Hmm. Is there anything you need in town? Well, I mean, do you expect we'll run into... Any other trouble while, while we're heading toward on the path that your uh, driver normally takes? Is there anything that we should be aware of or watch out for? Well, you should be aware that the wagon itself is red and green with gold trimming, like along the rails. It's, it's actually quite a nice looking wagon. His name's Gerald. 
He's an old white-headed feller. Been going back and forth on this road for like 45 years. Bandits are kind of common, but I mean, they would just take the wine and his gold. They wouldn't bother killing him because he's not worth it. Okay. But we just Is had six guys walking here and they ain't walking out. Does that give you an idea of the trouble you might find? And it does. Is there anyone in town who we could question who may have uh, some insight as to what would have happened to him? Anyone else who travels the same road? Anything like that? Mm, maybe. I, I try one of the nicer ones, though. They generally don't come here. <laughs> okay. For good reason. We could stop by I thought, there. I thought this was one of the nice ends. <laughs> he takes the tankard of ale back. <laughs> <laughs> That's mine now. And he starts to drink it. Right. If he, he, he gives you the directions to the other nice inn, uh, the Duke's Head. I have now remembered the name. And says, there's stew in the oven. He looks at Gary. And yes. There's something for you, too. There's another... I, I've got some vegetables. I'll go cut them up for you. Try not to chop your fingers, mate. <laughs> Our party has their sassy pants on today. <laughs> Plus one sassy pants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Please make that an item that I can get. I what was it called? Plus one. Sassy pants. Sass <laughs> I would like a pair of plus one sassy pants, please. <laughs> All right, so we'll eat. Huckleup doesn't give you the dignity of a response, Gary. He just stalks off to the kitchen, which is kind of funny because he's he's the size of like a toddler. <laughs> I mean, it's like watching an angry toddler stalk off. So I leave it to you guys what you want to do. Well, stay well, for lunch. I mean, yeah, he, well, he said we could stay here for the night, but uh, I mean... <laughs> we might have to introduce ourselves to, to our new chum with Val here. Yeah, hey, should. dude. So, what's your thing? Can you summon weird magic blades? Yeah, tell us about yourself, Val. If Yo. you're going to be traveling with us. Yeah, what was that you did before? That looks cool. <laughs> uh, he looks grimly at them. It's like, I fight usually for money. That's about it. Do you like to set things on fire? On occasion. Okay, perfect. You're in. I mean, just look at the guy. I don't like to racially profile, but come on. Ross Dragonborn. <laughs> hey, I didn't want to assume anything about him just because he's a Dragonborn, so. I appreciate that. <laughs> so what, what, are you some sort of traveling band? Yes. Oh yeah, have you heard of us? <laughs> the Dragon Scorn! <laughs> yeah, we it's it's sort of been an awkward name since we uh our, our last Dragonborn went MIA. Uh how are you on percussion? <laughs> he pulls out a tambour and he says, I play drums. Perfect. <laughs> no fooling, he is proficient in drums. Really? That's yes. amazing. All right. Oh, All right. that on the pyrotechnics. <laughs> I mean, one thing no, at a time. No one-armed drummer, but I think I think you'll do. So that's our uh, yeah. We you know we 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 travel around. We we tell people we're a band, but really we're just we're just a bunch of friends who 
who enjoy setting things on fire and making horrible puns that cause no effect to anyone around and drinking tea and uh, petting dogs and... <laughs> at, at this oh, point, yeah, Huckleup emerges with a large, like, cauldron of... It's about as big as him. He puts it on the table and starts ladling it out to everybody. I couldn't get any meat for this one. It's just vegetables. Hey, nothing wrong with that. Mm. We appreciate it nonetheless. Yeah, thanks, dude. You're all welcome. Or you'll be able to sell their stuff, so that'll pay for your breakfast. Continental breakfast? No. <laughs> <laughs> you'll get what you get and you'll like it. <laughs> I demand croissants! I, she said that internally, not externally. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> he, he serves himself a bowl and just slowly starts eating alongside you. All right. We, we fill ourselves up with stew. Is it a faux pas to ask for a full English breakfast uh, to someone who's Irish-accented? <clears throat> I've never tried. G given that he's never heard of England, a full what? Uh, never mind. So I read it in a book. All right. Oh, and Gary, he, he brought you some hot water. Rad. Always got to have a cup of tea after I murder some dudes. <laughs> you have to have a cup of tea all the time, not just when you murder some dudes. He, he, he has you a know. big... He, he's got like a, a, a tankard of ale that he's drinking from. I'd love to point out, it's not even really lunchtime, and he's... You can tell he's had a couple. He's just a horrible stereotype. He's Irish and he likes fighting and drinking. Like, come on, Josh. He's Grandpa would be so disappointed. I love this in. You're not getting away with that one again. And he said we could stay here. He also suggested we check out the other inn. But I would say we could take advantage of his hospitality and head over to the other inn in the morning, potentially. I mean, it's only noon right now. What are we going to spend the rest of the day doing? Oh, it's, it's noon? Only noon. Yeah. Oh, never mind then. Let's go to the other. And you and you've definitely picked up the idea that he wants you to go. Okay. Like the next day, because he doesn't have time for like lollygagging. Oh, and he hands you guys the map. He he unrolls it on the table and just kind of points out where roughly he thinks the guy might have been on the road. You know, he draws a circle and goes like. Usually it's around here. I mean, the weather has not been that great, but it's also not been that bad. So I, I don't know where he is. We shall have to leave it there. I'd love to thank you guys all for playing with me. And Jesse, thank you very much for joining us. Um, it'll be great to have you on board. It's my pleasure. This will be fun. I yeah, so. probably. Famous last <laughs> words. <laughs> oh, goodness. Yeah. No worries, guys. Um, again, thank you for joining me, and um, I'll see all of you next week. Nerdy People Play D&D is part of the Nerdy Things Podcast Network. It was put together by myself and the wonderful people you just listened to. The music we use is licensed uh, with permission from Gavin, a miracle of sound done, and he is amazing. You should go buy all this stuff right now. The additional audio comes from Audioblocks. If you would like to get in touch with me, please feel free to contact me on Twitter at nerdypeoplednd. Thanks, and take care of yourselves. Cheers.